Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Rampage Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage Grand Slam. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to... Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. But here's my number. This is Rampage, baby. <laughs> I think anyone's ever like snitch tagged us to Carly Ray Jepsen? Like, oh, I heard you on the uh, Rampage preview. I don't think she would give a single. F- <laughs> but anyway, this is a bumper Rampage, of bumper. course. Uh, Grand Slam. Uh, it's already been taped, obviously, on on Wednesday night. But we have mostly been able to avoid spoilers. I will make a confession once we get into this that I cannot give a prediction on one match because I accidentally stumbled into the results of it. But. I'm also slightly concerned just how many matches we've got on this rampage. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling that it might get hacked to death. Tony Khan loves hacking rampage to death at the best of times. And Mm. as you point out, there's what, seven matches? Eight, I think. Eight. Seven. Eight. Eight. Gold Ticket Battle Royale, Lights Out Match, Sting and Darby Allen versus House of Black, Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara, Jay Cargill TBS Championship, Ray Phoenix Jungle Boy, Wardlow and Samoa Joe, Josh Woods and Tony Nese, and Action Bronson and Hook versus... Jesus Christ. I don't think he's ever gone eight for a dynamite. No. There was a dynamite not too... Like, it can't be done. There was a dynamite not too long ago. But should it? <laughs> That's the question. Indeed, indeed. There was a dynamite not too long ago um, where Tony Khan was kind of billing it as, oh, this is a pay-per-view on TV, the, sh- the format's going to be very different, there's going to be minimal angle and promo time, that'll all follow, but for now, we just really want to put seven, I think it was seven matches, Joe Suzuki main evented, it was a Satnam Singh debut, if I recall, and that was like, did it without angles or promos or backstage interviews or whatever. So it probably can be done, but my worry is that, right, don't need time for entrances, don't need time to make it feel important. Um, like, I'll be devastated. Not devastated. 
not much of a nerd. <laughs> but I'd be like, ugh. If, for example, we go straight to the ring for Sting. Yes. Like, no, you want the entrance, goddammit. Especially against that backdrop of Arthur Ashe. So maybe he'll skip a few entrances. Oh, a return of in-ring action. There's a match. Like, I'm worried it's going to feel very choppy and minutes are going to be taken out of matches. Let's worry about the end product here. Um, but, you know, you can do eight matches of reasonable length within a two-hour time frame. Like, all of the backstage stuff does add up. It really does. Um when you watch an AEW pay-per-view and you're worried about, oh, buddy, how long am I going to stay up here? Am I going to get an hour before I have to go into work? It, it amazes you how much they cram into the two hours of a four-hour pay-per-view. And you think, well, oh, about seven matches have happened here. So it can be done. And there's entrances there just as long as there's no, right, inter- four consecutive interrupted <laughs> um, backstage promos. Before we drill into this, I will say that you are going to get the mildest of spoilers. No results. I don't know any results. Um, You're going to get mild hints at things, whether be it indications of the match quality that I've seen bandied about or storylines that I will keep vague about. But I'll give you fair warning. Yeah. If you don't want to skip at all, you won't get it ruined. Yeah, exactly. But I'll give you fair warning. Uh, let's. Oh, would you, do you think the uh, Golden Ticket Battle Royale main main events or opens? It's obviously with Rampage. It's always a bit. I weird. know what opens and closes. Okay. If you care about this, stop listening for the next minute. The Sting match opens, and Ooh. with it being lights out, of course, Starks, oh, of course. Starks, yes. Hobbs closes. We'll start with the Golden Ticket Battle Royale then. Um, a future AEW Championship match on the line. John Moxley, of course, now three time AEW Champion. I accidentally discovered who wins this, so I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to throw it over to you, Sitch. Um, it's a lineup being announced. I think there was names alluded to. I've seen the graphic, and Penta's on there, and Page is on there, Hangman Page, and John Silver. I'm assuming Andrade and Rush are in there because of course, they were yeah. setting up some stuff with um, the Ingobernable faction and Dark Order. When uh, is it recruitment? Gimmick, funnily, a goddamn <laughs> enough. Um, while you look for that, I will give an indication of the kind of wrestler I think will win. And I think Hangman Page won't. I think him versus Moxley with the correct build is, or Hangman versus MJF is a potential pay-per-view attraction mm-hmm. that will not be given away on television. So I don't think anyone of that caliber will win this match. I'm looking at someone like an Andrade or a Roosh. Um, Lance Archer and Jay Lethal, I'm reading here as well. God, I don't want Jay Lethal to bloody win. And I love the Mox and Archer matches, but even their last one, which was the Texas Death, which was great. Yes. That was still very much... I mean, Archer actually won, but no one gave him a hope and hell's chance before he did it. And I think as good as that match is, as good as that chemistry is, as fun as it always is, Archer's just dead meat at this point as a um, sort of someone he can take seriously as a title winner. So but that's the crux of the TV title defense in that you're not expecting a change. Only on the rarest of occasions does a change actually um, take place. Um, that title is MGF's to have. So yeah. it's tricky here. I think you can tell a good story and have a great match, but it's not one that anyone's going to be convinced by. So you don't squander it by putting someone like Hangman Page, uh, who could theoretically headline a pay-per-view again. I'm going to go with Andrade because Mox has already worked Roosh as part of that incredible interim title reign. 
And um, and I think that if he runs them really, really close in a great match, um, Andre, Andrade will be legitimized. And I suspect that he's the biggest star in Faction in Gubernable. And Haman Page is the biggest star in the Dark Order. So I would expect a newly sort of legitimized Andrade versus Hangman to get Hangman back in the mix at full gear. That's how I see the picture unfolding. I'll not say anything else to avoid spoilers. Uh, let's talk about the main event then. Lights out. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Uh, an impassioned promo I really liked on uh, on the road to, I believe, from 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 Starks. And, yeah, I suppose this is the only way, really, he can get back into it because he got his ass handed to him at the pay-per-view. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's an interesting one, this, because I've not really been an um, enormous fan of both guys. I thought they've been incredible this year. Um, but I haven't really liked their story, to be honest, ever since that inc- sorry, incredible um, deft angle in which Starks lost the FTW title and then Hobbs turned on him. Ever since then, really, this has lacked for me mm. quite significantly in that um, I don't think either of them have been maximized by the booking. I don't think any less or worse of them than I did before this rivalry happened. Um, that nonsense with the factory was stupid. Oh, yeah. I have absolutely no idea to this day like I can't even have a I can't even fathom any explanation as to why they were folded into the story. It made no sense then. It detracted from everything. And the main of uh, the pay per view match rather was an angle masquerading as a match. And Ricky Starks, the character, basically got his ass kicked and then treated the the next chapter of the story as if he'd been screwed or wronged. He hadn't been. They maybe didn't hammer home enough that his neck was absolutely thrashed and Hobbs was a dickhead for really targeting Mm -hmm. it. That might explain why Starks is sort of just no-selling it almost, or I don't know, it's been all wrong for me. But if you're looking for an indication of quality spoiler, or if you're not rather, mute. The match was meant to be... If not a home run, then a fantastic job between both guys. Um, very dramatic. They had the hardest um, slot to work within because it was the last match mm-hmm. on a weeknight, bordering on midnight in New York City. You can just imagine that people are going to be as invested in the story as they are invested in getting home at a goddamn decent time. <laughs> and they're probably tired having watched the taped elevation matches, I think. Did they? I th- either, even if they didn't. I might have misread that, but even if they didn't, four hours on a weeknight, it's a long old time. Um, but I've heard they did a tremendous job under the circumstances. They retained a good crowd, and Starks in particular um, put in a really good babyface performance. So I'm looking forward to this. In terms of who wins, would it feel a bit 50-50 if Starks got it? What does it do for Hobbs? I don't know. It just feels a little bit diplomatic and safe if Starks wins. And I would take Hobbs as the, you know what, they might strap him up. He's one of the few guys, if he goes on TV against Mox, if he wins here, where I'd think, do a shock. Or Wardlow, either or. Like, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd buy it. I'd 100% buy it, a near fall off a brutal spine buster. I hope Starks wins because I'm biased because I'm a fan of his. But I'd like you say, I think both guys have done that phenomenally well recently. Um, and wouldn't be bothered by powerhouse. I was going on an absolute tear here, but... 
yeah, excited to see what they do with the lights out stipulation as well, because obviously a lot goes with that. Um, it's usually the baby face wins it. Yeah. It's usually the baby face gets the winning lights out. Mm. So I'll go with Starks if I had to put money on it. Yeah. Um, it's hell of a, a Sidgwick birthday sandwich. Your birthday yesterday, you know, Dynamite on Wednesday, Rampage on Friday. You had, you know, Moxley versus Danielson and, and all that came with that. And then you get Sting and Darby Allen, no DQ versus House of Black. Absolutely. I was really, really badly underwhelmed by their pay-per-view match. It was almost um, cynical. I know they could have done better. I know they could have been given more time and done something special. Was the idea, knowing that Malachi Black was out of there, of, like, right, only go 12 minutes, like, don't work the best pass match possible, which is usually the just instruction on pay-per-views. Tony Khan encourages all of his performers, don't care about losing the crowd or working a subdued match. Like everyone, go out there. People have paid for this. It only happens four times a year. Go out there and kill it. And the idea is that he has the utmost faith in his headline crew to bring the crowd reaction up and up and up towards the end. It was uh, noticeably not up to the standard of a trios match or even a Sting party match. So I think the idea was that, look, Malachi's out the door. It's probably better to, like, sort of not undermine him. I don't think there was anything... Act- I don't think there was any hint of sabotage. But at the same time, he didn't really do anything and nobody else did anything in that match that's really memorable or worth the pay-per-view standard. All of which I'm saying might have had something to do with the fact that I don't flatter him on the way out, even if he does the job, just <laughs> sort of get it over with. So this is a make good, or at least an opportunity for a make good. And again, mild, no results, indication of quality forthcoming, mute, this is meant to be a ripper. Yeah. This is meant to be an absolute ripper. This is meant to be the most fun Sting match in ages. Um, everything you could possibly want out of a Sting match. And I've read the spoiler that has emerged from this match. Ooh. Not anything to do with the results. Just something that happens that is incredibly cool. And I will say nothing except longtime fans of both 80s and 90s and Japanese wrestling will love what is going on their feeds tonight or oh. tomorrow morning. Well, in possibly in relation to that. It's time to play the game! And this has come about, shout out once again to Adam Blair, at Adam Wilton 4 on Twitter. He does the admin for our Ladies Night segment. But he sent me a message yesterday uh, relating to this show. Again, no spoilers of results, but spo- just... All the, the good bit of spoilers. So he says, Hi Adam, th- thought you and the Dudleys might like some spoiler-free feelers for the quality of Rampage. First off, surprise, surprise, by the end of the show, everyone was exhausted. We left the arena at half past midnight. <laughs> Bloody hell. I would say Rampage was uneven. There's some great stuff in places and some baffling in others. He talks about um, the Hook and uh, Action Bronson match and this match here uh, genuinely being great uh, and says... On this note, I have some special Grand Slam games for the preview, if you want them. Yeah. Three games he's given us. I love playing games. We've been playing games in the office, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Also, I like this. He sent this as well. Side note, Sweet TK made a a few appearances for the live fans. 
He's wild. Like a three-year-old discovered crack and found a microphone. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's all he's so hyper all the time and hasn't figured out figured out what the microphone is for. No need to shout, Tony. <laughs> yeah, that's the every experience I've had with TK is uh he's not wrong. <laughs> so uh related to this match, you might know this already, possibly. I don't know. He says, game one. Guess the bonkers thing Darby Allen does with his body. There are a few. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think he is going to... Um, right. There's a ramp. Yeah. Okay. Skateboard. Right. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to skate down the ramp. Um, try and ollie the- into Brody King, who just does. You know, I don't know how to describe this move accurately. Remember, he's running into a big hoss monster wrestler, and they just don't do anything. Yes, I think he's just going to do that and face the wall of death that is Brody King. <laughs> um, after skateboarding and just get splattered onto the ramp. Well, this fact is impossibly my pick for this, because uh, he says, game two, fantasy book the finish. Go as wild as you want, you won't guess it. I know it, Okay, so I'm not going to do it. So I'll, I'll do two into one here. I think the finish is, um, they've taken Buddy out of it. Brody's in, uh, Brody's in there. Um, and like you say, I think the, the knowledge of the relationship between Darby and Brody means that they'll just go to 11 when it comes to finishers. So I think... He's maybe he's maybe hit the coffin drop on Brody in the ring. That hasn't worked. He's hit the coffin drop on the outside from the turnbuckle. That hasn't worked. But where are they, Michael Sidgwick? They're in Arthur Ashe, which usually plays host to tennis. He's going to jump off the umpire chair. There isn't an umpire chair. That's the thing. That's the thing we'll want. What? There isn't an they'll, umpire. Backstage, there'll be some. Probably, yeah, they could get them out. Wheel it out. Climb up. Say, jump off that whilst Sting screams ace. I don't know tennis stuff in it, and then twatting with some tennis rackets just to just to wind up some people on the internet. That's my pick for the finish. Um, You could do a coffin drop onto the railings. Uh. (laughs) Like if Brody King is big enough to sort of like drape himself over it, he's never done that yet. Mm. It's a stupid thing to do, but it's not. Something he wouldn't. It's, yeah, it's not something I'd rule out him doing. Uh, final question. We'll move on to the rest of the matches uh, in this uh, show in a second. Game three. Guess the Fed finish and guess what match it happens in. Ominous that, innit? Oh, well, 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 well. I think I've got my answer for this. A Fed finish is a music distraction. Potentially. Or surprise roll-up, or like a sequence of the two, or a DQ. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, tell you what, right. Um, Another spoiler warning is incoming. Mute for like 30 seconds. Now we uh, complained about the three yes. um, successive cheap finishes at Dynamite Grand Slam. I was listening to Observer Radio and they usually um, do a bit of intro, 
MMA talk, ratings, then they do dynamite reviews, then they do the 2.0 review, last like three minutes, they just can't be arsed, it's Aww. brilliant. And then they do the spoil- uh, Rampage spoilers, there's a clearly marked yep, block it. of audio that you can just turn off at because they save it till the end. But they kind of explained vaguely something that happens um, that... Um, acknowledges the three finishes. Okay. Not as a response to fan criticism, obviously, because it was taped directly afterwards. It was obviously planned. And apparently there is going to be a storyline involving one of the matches that implicates Paul Turner as just a schlub who's getting pretty lax with his job. But apparently, um, everything I inferred from Dave's talk, because he was vague as well, is that they are going to, in storyline, address very long-standing complaints about the officiating right. in AEW, and he named the match that I will not, that this kind of affects but acknowledges at the mm. same time. So I think the idea is that they know the officiating and certain other um, elements of AEW programming have proved divisive of late, and they are going to correct and resolve like within the parameters good. of the fiction, which is really good. Do backstage interviews next. <laughs> um, so I won't elaborate because I think I know the answer. But I like this. It's a bit shocking. Oh, I've booked you to have no authority for three years. Now I'm going to blame you for it on screen. But they're, they're fictional characters. No one thinks Paul Turner's bad at his job. No. You know what the lovely irony of this is? That's so good. Is that the second he decides, you know what, we have been taking the piss with this. Let's take steps to address it. Jim Ross can't be happy about it. Because he's not going to be on Dynamite. <laughs> well, I think, uh, and this sort of weaves into it and I see, I think the Fed finish, and I think I know what it is, is going to happen in the Phoenix Jungle Boy match because Luchasaurus is going to do something. Whether it be come down to ringside, whether it be uh, his theme hits, whether Christian Cage appears on the Tron or whatever, I think it's just going to roll on with these two with obviously the lack of Christian Cage being replaced by Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus comes up through the ring a la Kane. And drags Jungle Boy underneath. <laughs> it could happen. That's very fair. That's very fair. They love that. Anyone who's vaguely spooky, i.e. shit. <laughs> right. Dexter Loomis, Bray Wyatt, Kane, loser. Dexter Loomis, loser. Kane, <laughs> loser. Bray Wyatt, loser. The Undertaker, loser. They love that, don't they? Supernatural wrestling fans. I have some of them who follow me. And they can absolutely understand that. I don't like them, and that's fine. They can. And if you like them, that's fine. The ones who are super weird about it, not a fan. <laughs> not. It's no wonder they get scared of Kane, because they're such babies who cannot sanction any criticism of their favorite thing. <laughs> no wonder they're scared of Kane. Yeah. Baba. Oh, my God, it's Kane. I'm scared. Stupid bastards. I understand that this is a small, yeah. very vocal, like the people who love supernatural wrestling to the point where they'll be dicks to people who don't. Mm-hmm. They love that more than anyone loves anything ever. And I find it uh, startling, to be honest. Just basically, you know what I would say? Grow up. <laughs> Touch grass. Touch grass. <laughs> 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. One thing uh, is not going to be spooky or anything like that. It's just going to be Still quite terrifying, though, is Eddie Kingston getting his hands on Sammy Guevara. Oh, boy, the promo he cut on the uh, Road 2. It's still worth checking out because there's a few spits from uh, Rampage on the uh, on the Road 2 on AW's YouTube channel. I thought, Eddie, you know, you know, you know it's fake, right? You, you're not going to actually... What are you going to do out there? And also... I don't like how disheveled you look because it makes me more scared of you. Yeah, no, he's he's changed his look at the perfect time. I look like Eddie Kingston. There's no one better in professional wrestling at losing himself in the story. It feels like every single thing that he does on camera, the opponents that have, or his rivals, his foes, and their words and their actions, there's no one better in the world than, than Eddie Kingston making it feel like it just consumes his entire being and he can't think of anything else. And you make a great point. I hadn't thought of the fact that he can't even shave, doesn't care about his hair. He can't even bother himself to shave because the only thing that he can think about in his head is getting his hands on Sammy Guevara. And he's chosen this particular... It might just be an aesthetic choice. Sometimes I like to grow a little bit of a beard out. I think he's done it, as you said, for the exact purpose of making it feel like he's just consumed 100 million percent by the idea of getting his hands on Sammy Guevara. This is the match I'm lo- most looking forward to. There's yeah. a lot of cool and interesting sounding things on this show, particularly the spoilers um, that have been unfortunate to have just 
inadvertently stumbled on. But in terms of sheer emotion and the thing I'm invested in, I'm really desperate to see this. And you and you know he's going to kind of batter him. And obviously they're willing to work alongside one another. It would be stupid if they didn't. They can't just work a match. Like, this might go five minutes. This might, in fact, explain why there are so many matches on Rampage. Mm. Um, this could literally go three minutes, five minutes, and just end in a slaughter. Or, like, it could just be the most hard-hitting windmill fists. Got no... Windmill, yeah. No... Um, designs whatsoever to craft anything that resembles a long or at least a 12-minute regulation TV match. It could go five minutes, this. Yeah. It really could. Eddie Kingston does strike me as someone who could put some keys in his hand and make them count in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of that, actually, with, with, with Adam's uh, message there about being in attendance. Fed finish normally implies bad finish. I was just thinking as you were talking... Normally, there, or always. Yes, well, I was going to say this is going to be the exception to this rule because I think out of anyone possibly ever in, in well, in this winner who could make me genuinely buy, you have to stop the match. He's kicking too much ass. It's Eddie Kingston. It's like, you've got to give him a chance to get up, Eddie, and it's just, yeah. just Ryan Gosling driving the lift. Just... <laughs> Sammy, yeah, that's what I'd have. And as much as we've got one on this show, a lights out match: Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. Oh my god! Oh, I should have saved it for that. Yeah, just do two. Just fine. do two. Sometimes, sometimes ex- mostly excess is bad. Sometimes excess is good mm-hmm. if it involves Sammy Guevara getting his uh, face smushed. Yeah, and I'd have. Uh, I think I'd have Eddie come. Uh, sorry, I'd have Sammy come out first. With Tay doing the whole blowing kisses to the baying crowd and just have Kingston be like, I'm not waiting for my entrance music. Yeah. We're having this now on the ramp and just start it there. I'm really excited about it. Like, I'm glad that these two have been able to sort of move on from their backstage issues and get back to something. Because basically, this is presumably the match they were going to have at the Pape. Yes, but it's going to take on a very different tone now yeah. because of the, 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 the shoot influence. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm buzzing for this match. Uh, we've got a championship match as well tonight, Sige. Uh, Jay Cogger once again defending the TBS championship against Diamante, uh, who's got rapper Trina in her corner. I don't know a lot about her. I've got to be perfectly honest. Uh, I saw Cardi B putting this over She's on. She's immensely respected within hip-hop circles. Mm. I think, basically, if I'm guessing, Trina's going to be there to deal with the baddies at ringside, and get maybe a bit of viral content out of her, dropping them or something... But regardless of that, I think Jay Cargill retains yet again. Yeah, look, the thing with the addition of Trina is that celebrities are always made to look very good by wrestling companies with the idea being that it generates positive publicity. If nothing else, I think the addition of Trina here, as you said, she'll do something with the baddies and then MLA could distract Jay Cargill, allow Diamante to hit something and then you get at least one believable or worthwhile near fallout of this. But I think that's more strategic and cute than it is something that really hooks me into the story. I don't think Diamante's got a single chance. There are altogether too many predictable matches in AEW. Most of them should be predictable, but they go even more than most, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a single match, taped, live, telly, pay-per-view, dark, elevation, whatever, that I would put more money on Yeah, than this. It is the potentially most there's obviously 
that's hyperbole. There are matches on Dark where it's like, he is an established star. Anthony Agogo versus... Versus he is some total and utter dork. <laughs> An absolute bag of Well, give them, give, them the, give them their proper term. Ed, I think is what... Sh- bag. Sh- bag, sorry. Sh- bag after sh- bag. What did... Right, here's a question for you. It's not a game. Okay. Let's take a look. It's time to play the game! Before you learned inside a wrestling lingo, mm-hmm. right, um, and you just made up things amongst your circles of friends and everything, did you have, you maybe didn't, because you're more of an attitude era guy, and yeah. I was like a 92 superstars guy in terms of how I got into it and all the rest of it. Did you have a name for jobbers before you realized or learned that they were called Ooh. jobbers? Because there weren't that many jobbers in the Attitude Era by uh, then wrestling had shifted into all-star matches on TV. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we had a, an official official term for them or a way we described them. I think you just say, oh, yeah, he's going to batter some bell end. <laughs> we used to call them, and Lofeld Gate said, the lads on Myrtle Grove, where I grew up, right? Skinny wimps. Oh, they are. That makes a lot of sense. Skinny wimps. It's almost lame, but endearing, I think, in a way. It's like, um, oh, did you watch Superstars? I, uh, that skinny wimp. I think we used to complain about it, because oh, it's only the skinny wimps on this one. Like, mm. It's not WrestleMania, is it? It's only the skinny wimps. That was crap. No wonder they changed the business. How stupid was I to mm. not realize the glory of a squash match? Oh, they've been re- really reinvented in the last few years, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, AEW's done a tremendous job with their squashes. Uh, what match was I talking about? Uh, oh, Jay Cargill versus uh, Diamante. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's going to be a, a straightforward part of defense. We're not, we're not going to play ladies' night here. Um, with no handful in attendance, that doesn't seem fair. But yet again, just to reiterate a point we mentioned every goddamn week, we've got an extra hour for Rampage. Do you want to put another women's match on there? No. Bad, that. It's bad because it's... Not even, you know, it, we, we don't have to necessarily have the in-ring debut of Soraya, but... Maybe we hear from Soraya. Yeah. No. Just. It's crap this because there's at least one match, and I think we're going to preview it imminently, where it's like, I don't think either man should lose this for various reasons. Don't book it, even though it should be very good. Are you talking about Phoenix Jungle Boy? I am, yes. Mm. I think Luchasaurus getting involved in the, the match, or the result of the match, isn't going to matter in the grand scheme of things because it's going to be the Fed finish. But what do you think? You've got a guy in Jungle Boy. The idea is that he's getting built up ahead of a presumed match with Luchasaurus, hence why he defeated Jay Lethal. And they don't want to just put him on the back burner because eight months is a long old back burner. Um, so they're building him up for a big match, whether it's on TV or full gear, with Luchasaurus. Um, and in the opposite corner, you've got um, a champion... Oh, yeah, keep forgetting he's... Yeah, yeah you keep forgetting he's a trios champion because that title's already just, like, not cursed. I hate the word cursed. There's no such thing as a curse. But, you know, it's cursed. And tainted. It's just tainted. And yeah. it just feels like a nothing title. And therefore, I don't want Phoenix to have lost more matches as a champion than he has literally won. <laughs> yeah, because they, yeah, they lost the tag match, didn't they? So they've lost the tag match. So he's already, as a champion... If you don't count the fact that... So from the zero after he won the title, he's nil one. Yeah. If he goes nil two to build up a singles match, and it just tells you they've got no interest in the trios championships without the elite holding them whatsoever. And that pisses me off. It really does. Um, so I don't want either man to lose, but I've heard this is a really effervescent 
fun. Um, not exactly blow away, you must watch banger, but they do some really cool things. Yes. Some really cool spots and a nice brisk time frame. So it's one of those where even though I'll probably hate either result and I absolutely can see this being the Fed finish, mm-hmm. um, it might be fun while it lasts, but I've got a feeling I'm going to be in a mood with it. Yeah, exactly. I think Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix on paper, you're like, hello, this could be a real ripper. Ray Phoenix, Jungle Boy on paper on a show with eight matches in it. So they're going to be rushed. And like you say, with this specter, now we know from, from, from Adam Blair of this Fed finish hanging over this show, I can't see past it. And therefore, I don't think they should have Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy have the match that they could have. They could have, you know, a, a real gravity-defying masterpiece. And I, why risk it? Why risk all that stuff if all you're going to do at the end is go, oh, my God, that's Luchasaurus, roll up, one, two, three. That's the thing. We don't know if that's going to happen, but there's no good outcome, I don't think. No, no exactly. Uh, yeah, someone, if regardless of the finish, someone has to lose, and it's either a champion or someone who needs wins yeah. to establish himself as someone who... You could have put uh, another women's match in the stead of this. Uh... Unlikely friendships next. I'm not talking Bloody about... Is long in it. I'm not talking yet, even yet about Hook and Action Bronson. I'm talking about Wardlow and Samoa Joe versus Tony Nese and Josh Woods. I like the idea of Ward Joe. I like the idea that Samoa Joe kind of sees Wardlow as not a successor, but like um, a kindred spirit who's just this ass kicker who's just really intimidating and fun to watch kick ass. He basically said to to Wardlow, Hey, 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 you all right. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I like the endorsement gimmick. At the same time, like, some of those boring bastards, but Wardlow doesn't feel like the TNT champion because he rarely defends the TNT championship. He's just like, um, mates with cool guys, beating up geeks, or beating up pricks. That's his kind of arc right now. And the timing of it is suspect because he said, no, no, I'm going to be a champion again. And now they've kind of not done anything with the actual TNT title. And he's been roped into uh, more nonsense with Smart Mark Sterling. So I'm not the biggest fan of the direction of the individual Wardlow character. But again, the mildest possible indication of quality spoiler is next. Mm. This is meant to be really fun. It's meant to be like a really fun, meaty, macho tag match in which just lots of like really cool. I think the word beast was bandied about. Now I'm 37 years old, British nerd. <laughs> I can't say beast earnestly, but that's apparently how it's been described. It's very beast. Tony Nice is there to take the fall, isn't he? Yes. Yes, it's a very predictable match, but it's meant to be beast. <laughs> yes. Muscle Buster. Imagine getting Muscle Buster and then to being told, that's not the finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. powerbombed as well. Absolutely. Poor Tony Nice. Um, what they could do, what they could do, is have a double team finish where Powerbomb Symphony, Powerbomb, 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 you know the mint bit where he gets the leg. Yes. When they're lying down and then grabs the head. Flips them up for the Powerbomb. Transfers them. Oh, passes him over. Passes him over to Joe's shoulders and then do the muscle buster. I feel a bit sorry for Joe as well because, like, standing next to Wardlow, you're like, well, (laughs) 
He's the, one of these things doesn't like the other yeah, one. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kill him. Uh, I hope Josh Wodge gets some stuff in as well because I'm excited to see more of him in AEW. Uh, but unfortunately, it's gonna be a rough old night for Tony Nice. But uh, yeah, fairly straightforward victory for for Wardlow and Joe. And I like their weird sort of acknowledgement of like maybe we are gonna fight you and I down the road. Yeah. But for now, you know, clink the belts together. Um, but no one really cares about that tag match because there's a better tag match on this show. Featuring Action Bronson. Yes. In-ring debut for him in New York. Uh, alongside Hook, the man who he does the song for, if you're unaware. Hey, guys. Hey, New York. Yeah, Wilborn uh, said New York I stacks. did, yeah, yeah. I said stacks, yeah. I was just wondering, um, because NXT 2.0's taped. Yeah. That, and you reside in New York. Where else would you reside? Indeed, I do. Did you take in um, Grand Slam? Let me tell you, oh, it was a hell of a night. You are in for a treat tonight, boys. Adam Wilton on Twitter is not wrong. Ah, Stax, what was your favorite match? I gotta say the women's match. They need to do more with the women's division. That's what we've been saying all along, Stax. We've been saying that for ages. That's a good boy. Out of boy, Stax. Um, Stax. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, as a hard-hitting journalist, I have to ask questions whether they make the, the subject feel comfortable or not. Is, is that okay, Stax? Of course. Okay. Now, many people say that the WWE Performance Center is f***ing shit. <laughs> yeah, they do. And has yielded a quite astonishingly poor crop of stars that were meant to go on to WrestleMania main events that were meant to, at a minimum, catch people. And this really hasn't happened, has it, Stax? Not quite. <laughs> okay, so Stax, my question is, does the Action Bronson performance double as an indictment of the Performance Center? Is he great? It's a very valid point, and I, uh, I, I gotta agree with you, because you know what? I've been reading recently... I've been uh, taking some, because uh, uh, Tony D's kind of buggered in the new uh, NXT, i got to be honest. And I've been reading, let me tell you, a little book called Becoming All Elite, The oh, Rise of AEW. Thank you, Stack. Available on Amazon. That's where I got it from. Uh, it's 120,000 uh, impassioned voids uh, all about <laughs> All Elite Wrestling. And, uh, yeah, there's also uh, another book I've been reading. Uh, called Development Help. Uh, it's all about NXT going to sh**. And uh, that's pretty good, too. Thank you. Thank you, Stax, uh, for your contribution. So you've heard it from Stax himself, guys, listeners. Action Bronson is apparently great, and I've read other indications. He's obviously going to win. It's going to be great. I think that the spot I want to most see from this match, and Stax, don't go anywhere because I've got a question for you afterwards, okay? Well, I ain't going nowhere. I got nowhere to be. I want... Take your feet off there, as she stacks. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm getting a little too comfortable. Yeah, you are. You are, you are. I want to see Action Bronson and Hook do stereo suplexes. The, the, oh, my God. The exact same pretty risky suplex to both Menard and Magic. Eh, Menard and Parker. Um, I don't know who they beat up, if anyone... Hook getting beaten up for the heat. Kind of like detracts from his character because that's not what he does at all. He doesn't really sell. So I've got 
Not reservations. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Um, So I don't know how they're going to lay this out, but every indication is that it's as fantastic as you'd expect. Uh, Stacks, before you go. Yeah. Have you got any more jokes? Why don't you say that? I got a very topical joke. Uh, I agree. I think that uh, Bronson and Hook win as much as I know you, Adam. Yeah. You love uh, you love Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Edge, but they're getting their asses handed to them tonight. Uh, but uh, let me tell you guys, uh, you might see I'm uh, not looking too great here. Yeah, we, I did notice that, actually, Stan. Yeah, you look a bit... Uh, well, I'll find out what you look like. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll find out in a second. Um, <laughs> let me tell you the reason why for that, uh, Sedge. On the, on the way over here, on the way over here, you know, uh, you know what happened to me? What happened to you, Stacks? I lost a goddamn boxing match. Oh. I lost a goddamn boxing match to a pirate of all people. A pirate? You know why that was? Because he got a vicious right hook. Huh? It's the way I tell him. Bye, Stacks. I like his, his comedy stuff. Do, Do you? you? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> Infecting every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they're not, they taped two weeks of NXT 2.0, so he's got nothing to do, I suppose. Got nothing to do at all. <laughs> nothing to do at all. Under the under the hallway. Maybe he'll pop up on the What Culture Gaming podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Possibly. Probably not. But Probably you know. not, no. I think, st- I think Scott will be dumbfounded <laughs> by Stacks. Scott and T getting bombarded with, where's Stacks messages? What? <laughs> yeah, uh, actually. Actually, ask, ask Scott. Scotty T, where uh, Stax is. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Scott T, help it on Twitter. And uh, the best thing is, I love him, but it'll take about an hour to explain. <laughs> uh, yeah, Action Bronson's going to... I think it's going to be unforgettable one way or another. Yeah. Bronson, I think... I don't... I, like, Andy was telling me just about how much of a transformation Bron- Action Bronson has gone through in, in recent months and, and years, and fair play to him. And as a reward for that, getting to chuck around Daddy Magic and Cool Ange in New York, in Arthur Ashe, is awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it, this is the perfect match for me. Cool Hand Ange and, and Daddy Magic can eat losses all day long. They'll be pros here. And, uh, and yeah, Hook's, this may, may, may sort of reinvigorate Hook in my eyes, because he's kind of lost, not lost it, but... He's kind of been lost along the way. Yes, absolutely. It's about time they did something really iconic with him. And this has got the potential to be iconic. Yes. It can't be as bad as Snoop Dogg's <laughs> jump off the top. <laughs> no, one way or another. Great. <laughs> Do you know what? I was physically impossible stuff. I was watching a thing on Twitter that someone shared of OG... Scott Steiner, when he used to do hold people like hold them up and do a backflip onto them, you remember that? That's what Bronson should do tonight. Yes, he should. I <laughs> just easily done, isn't it? To both of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Rampage Grand Slam tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Yeah, you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, you can already listen to the SmackDown preview, which may also feature stacks right now. He was there again. Yeah, he popped in. Ah. It was a Zoom call. I don't know how he hacked into that, but he got the link one way or another. He's, uh, he's around a lot. I mean...
it's almost too much. Um, <laughs> we've also got wrestle culture with a hashtag bloody good quiz coming your way later on today. And then, of course, me and Sid will be back on Monday to review AW Rampage Grand Slam. But for now, this has been the Rampage Grand Slam preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.